What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and Fishsticks, of course, joining us. Uh, Flame, hello, hello. us again. It's got the Christmas tree in the background, too, man. I like the... <laughs> so festive. The hol- yeah, totally festive, especially with the, the new event coming out today, which we'll talk about. And then we've got, you know, a, a very familiar face from our... our our doomed or our Wolfenstein days, maybe. <laughs> we've got we've got IDDQD here, who obviously doesn't have a uh, a camera, but still want to welcome you to the show, man. And I'm just kidding. We're not going to use this. <laughs> There's IDDQD. Thank there you. Man. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, so yeah, how's everybody doing, man? Everybody good? Been a busy week for everybody. Getting ready to go to Vegas. Yes. Just in a few days. Yes. Awesome. Excited. Blame you too, right? I'm overwhelmed. I'm excited is a word, but I don't know if that's yeah. the word. <laughs> Flame overwhelmed is I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed is man. I'm totally overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an exciting time for Chris. Uh, you know, Vegas during this time of year is a lot of fun too. I, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people have spent Christmas there, but I, but I've done it once or twice, and uh, definitely, you know, very festive. And Vegas is always great, but when it's holidays and stuff, there's always a lot of other stuff going on. So. Uh, Apparently, it's the cheapest people. time. Yeah, it is to fly there yes, and stay is. there and everything. So totally, totally. So you guys, it's not exactly it. the most family-oriented vacation spot. No, like, actually, <laughs> there is. It's just, of course, we don't. You know, like most of us don't know anything. But there, there are actually a few casinos that are very family-oriented, and it's surprising. Bring your that. children to the slot machines night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I need a Merry Christmas. How about you, man? What you got planned soon? Anything cool? Um, well, how much you Vegas would have been a fun event to attend to, but unfortunately I am not. So I will be enjoying my festives elsewhere. I'll be taking a little bit of vacation, going overseas, and uh, nice. you know, before things get serious in January. Yeah, that new Ooh. year is going to be crazy. So it's good to take a yeah. take a week, take a couple weeks off end of the year here, because we know esports. Yeah. There's no off season, even though they say there's an off season. There's no. Yeah, that's. That's true. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this last week, IDDQD. You're going to be able to sit home and watch like 16 hours of Overwatch every day <laughs> because there will be like two of the biggest tournaments we've had yet are happening the same weekend, which is this weekend. Yeah. Correct. Correct. A little bit of scouting. <laughs> Check it out. No, it's going to be enjoyable to actually be able to watch it for once and just uh, sit back and see where teams have developed over time. It wasn't that long ago I was playing, but it's always nice to see since there's a new meta that has been developed and all that stuff. Nice new fun meta. I know you love We're getting to that. We're definitely going to get to that in a second. Seems like the vacation was properly planned, if anything. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Uh, So, well, anyways, big news today. uh, About, I don't know, an hour and a half ago, the new Winter Wonderland event was released into the wild. And, uh, you know, there, that means a bunch of new skins, a bunch of holiday Christmas skins. Uh, and have you gotten, guys gotten a chance to check them out yet? I'm going to bring the game up real quick. So Just can... on Reddit. Just on Reddit. Okay. I tweeted a few pictures, too. But uh, why don't we take a look, see which ones are our favorites. I haven't gotten any. So last, the last Halloween one, my very first loot box, you know, the one they give you for free? I had, um, I think it was either Reaper or... Uh, one of the one of the, the legendaries. So I was like, oh, does everybody just get a legendary off the first one? <laughs> Obviously not. But all right, so I'm actually in the game now. Okay, so oh, actually, shoot, I, I as we're doing that, um, yeah. So which ones do you guys like? 
Oh, yeah, good God, you weren't kidding about the Zenyatta. Dude, come on. <laughs> nope, that is incredible. All right, yo, give me a second. I get a <laughs> The Nutcracker Zenyatta with chestnuts instead of orbs Dude, is amazing. beautiful. It is freaking oh my God. amazing. That might be the first one that I think is over the top. It's over, so over ridiculous. The top? Over the top in like the I sense love it. of what is like, what am I playing right now? Like, if I think about it, golden nuts. I know, I'm, I mean, the golden nuts golden are cool. I'm talking about the nuts. face. The face is the over the oh. I'm not okay with the, oh, the mask yes, is the problem. I'm yes. cool with the rest of it. Dude, totally. There, I mean, I was I like... I would have been down with just like a painted face. Like a nutcracker face for Zenyatta. Not with like that whole beard and uh... I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's too whatever. much for me. It's that way is... too much. I mean, I came from TF2. I know when it's too much. <laughs> Dude, it's that is play. amazing. You won't see him that much. He's uh, he's still pretty trash. Zenyatta. <laughs> by the time he's used, actually, yeah. I don't know. I've seen a decent amount of him, but tournaments have skins more. off anyway. He helps melting big tanks. You know, Discord helps a little bit. Yep. <laughs> it's just comparatively speaking, <laughs> the other the other supports just happen to be better. But um, but yeah, dude, these uh, dude, this guy is awesome. I was hoping there was gonna be a voice line that, was, of course, there wasn't. But I was just hoping that you could just have, you could just be spamming these nuts, these nuts, like as you're as you're like like spitting out or not spitting out the, actually shooting out these nuts at people. It's gonna be amazing. Are these golden? That's the question. Are these well, actually? You, I'm sure golden? you could have a golden gun for it, right? Golden nuts. Yeah, you can do golden nuts. That's I'm pretty be sure. Freaking amazing, dude. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, that's my favorite. So Zen Zenyatta is my favorite. Uh, I think I think the Abominable Winston is oh, yeah, top that's tier. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. So, and the Maze skin turns you into a snowman when you go and die. No, oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, that that might be the winner. Oh, no, and you uh, just shoot shoot the wow. snowman head. Oh my you god! You just become a snowman. Dude, that might actually make it easier to headshot. <laughs> some people probably some people probably still struggle with headshotting. So when you, headshotting like a diva or something like that. Harder to tell where her head is sometimes for some of the casual players. So it turns you into a, like a three ball snowman kind of thing. No, I mean it's, yeah, instead of the ice block, it's just <laughs> That's a snow. It's That's... an well, it's an ice block with like snow on the top, and then mm. this, the head is a, the head is made of snow because it needs to keep like well, you know what lore I look at? and yeah. consistency. Yeah. I didn't look at the highlight intros. Did you guys look at any of these? Um, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Widowmaker's highlight intro. Oh, Widowmaker is pretty nuts. Yeah. Oh, I, guess I feel like I feel like they made this patch like years ago. Like I can't even like. There's so much content actually. Oh, nice. And then Roadhog, nope. I think, has the Rudolph skin, and his hook becomes a candy cane. What? Wait, whoa, no. Okay, Roadhog is my second favorite. Okay, let's look at his skin first, and then we'll oh, look Rudolph, at... look at that! What a handsome Dude, man! That is freaking. It, and, and it's not a legend either. It's a freaking no, epic. Yeah, you have to unbox that. You can't even buy it. But no, you can buy it. It's seven fifty. Can you? It mm. wouldn't let me before. Maybe I'm dumb. Yeah, dude, look at dude. Awesome. The cane and the Rudolph, the big old, the big old nose on his belly button. That's fucking. Golden Great. candy cane. That might be a top tier. Totally. Great. Okay, let me, look at this. let me look at this highlight intro. Oh, that's not, there's no highlight intro for him. Mm. Uh, it just says the candy cane, though, which is amazing. Yeah, the candy cane's awesome. I got, like, a Reinhardt... What was it? Like, a... I don't know if it was a taunt or, like, a... End screen oh. thing where he just, like, holds up a... Yeah, like, he holds up a... Bottle. I guess it's... I don't know. There it's like he's holding a up a beer, and it's, oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's a it's 
There's a stein. He's holding up a stein. Okay, that's that's alright. Sombra actually got a winter skin too. It's not that special, but I think the coloring is nice. Yeah, the peppermint one. Okay. Yeah. She looks good. Yeah, the epic ones, some of the epic ones are actually pretty good. There were some good ones last time too, but I think uh, in proportion to the legendaries, I think the, the epic ones were. The McCree. What do you guys think of the McCree one? This is the uh, Scrooge one. This is another epic one. Uh, I mean, uh, it's alright. I, I like it. <laughs> I uh, I wish you could have detailed the gun a little bit more, like the revolver peacekeeper he's got, but otherwise I think it's just, it's alright. It's alright. Nothing super special. Uh, I think it I think it speaks volumes for the general quality of all of these skins that we haven't even talked about Santa Torbjorn yet. Yes. Which is we're, we're making our the way. one that everyone was predicting on Reddit, everyone was asking Reaper? for. I haven't seen Reaper yet. Go, let's do Santa like a, Torbjorn. We gotta go one like at a time. Gosh. Uh, Reaper is easily the dopest of the skins. Wow. Okay, right okay, okay. Yeah, let's Reaper. get there. Let's talk about Santa Torbjorn first, and we'll go to Reaper here. Dude, the <laughs> the actual details on this, like like his his uh his actual weapon and his hammer looking like Tinker, uh you know Tinker equipment looks really really cool. Yeah, that doesn't look bad at all. That's pretty nice. Oh, would Santa really be a dwarf? Like. Kind of <laughs> That's a good point too. That is a good point. I think a lot of people were hoping for Reinhardt too, right? There's some people were Reinhardt Santa. Most of the people were Torbjorn Santa, though. Okay, so you're talking about Reaper now, right? He doesn't. Wait, let me make double check. Reaper and Farah probably flame, I'd say, are the ones. Farah is pre Farah's pretty good, but Farrah Reaper's is. mask man is like. All right, here we go. Yeah. Kind of spectral kind of thing. Going uh, on. Yeah, I like, I like Farah's. I still like Farrah's Halloween skin better, I think. Wow, look at the details on this Reaper. He's got like a snowflake embossed uh, design on the back of his, his cloak. Yep. It's kind of cool. And he's got this the metal spine thing, right? <laughs> um, Mystic Arg in chat says, I am highly upset that there is no ugly Christmas sweater for 76. <laughs> That's what that would have been pretty good. Uh, <laughs> exactly. True. All right, let's look the, at this Farrah one. Zarya's right. pretty good too, but Zarya's like... I feel like it's too perfect, you know? Like, I feel like this would have been a good skin if the game had just came out. Like, forget the Christmas idea. It just looks Actually, sick. wait. Farrah's pretty dope, too. Dude, Farrah looks yeah. like... There's, there's going to be some frozen frozen memes with this this one. Looks too... Looks too Elsa-like. <laughs> okay, that's, that's pretty cool, though. She's got the little shimmer coming off of her and everything. Are you said Zarya? Zarya always gets screwed, man. I think no, Zarya looks good, but it, really? it looks good. Like, it, it doesn't look Christmassy. That's why it looks really good. Like, I would use that year-round. Yeah, but that's, uh, everyone in yeah. chat is saying you check out Zarya's emote. Okay, well, Ooh. her skin is just like, nah. It's the least wintered thing for. I mean, this looks like a ski outfit or something. So what? Her intro or victory pose? I think it was okay. emote. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's what everyone's saying in in chat. That's the expensive emote. <laughs> It, keeps oh, cha it changes. Oh, it changes. <laughs> it's random. There's like it's random. Yeah. There's oh, like nice. yeah, four different Oh, there's ones. another box. Oh, she got another. Oh. Uh, oh my god, this is good. This is it's so like good. the Russian dolls. This makes... is awesome. She squeezes the head off the teddy bear. Okay, is, is there another one? Is there only two of them? Let me see. Oh, there's, there's the three. Three. Oh, there's three different ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's... <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a really, really uh... good one. Uh. <laughs> what, what else are we missing here? Tracer. Tracer and her elf. Yeah, that's pretty good too. That one's favorite skin, right there. He always for me. Just looks good. Which one, Farah? Uh, no, the the tracer. Tracer one. Tracer one. Yeah, this is the. Oh, this is a nice little candy cane on her back too. That's cool. 
Lucius is alright. The hat's is... good, but man. Bracers looks man, it looks really, really tight. She always has the, the tightest looking looking characters. It's pretty cool. Yo. Andy, another epic. There's like a ton of epics this time around. Okay, yeah, I feel like they went all out with this one. It seems more substantial than the Halloween skins. I think. Really? I thought the Halloween. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there were just as many. It seems like a lot. I don't know. Yeah, there's some overlap. Which last time I think the Halloween there was no overlap, right, with the winter games. But this time, oh, like yeah. a few of the like Reaper has one, right? I mean, I wonder if some of these were older because there's like that video, or there's that picture from like three years ago or whatever, two years ago with like Torbjorn in the Santa outfit. Getting anything like else? From There's gotta be some. I, I didn't really look through the highlight intros. I gotta be missing some highlight. Uh, some uh, <laughs> plant galaxy in chat says Symmetra in intros pretty good too. Symmetra. Go Symmetra highlight intro. Snowflakes. That's pretty sick actually. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's that's good. Everybody, get ready to use this. Or get ready to buy this highlight intro because you're going to start be using Symmetra probably in the near future. Here. <laughs> All right, it's good. Good. Well, I'm pro we're probably there's probably one or two more that we haven't quite gotten to, but definitely check it out, guys. We all get like a free loot box right off the start, and I've been I've been trying to I, I played the arcade, did the one v one like really really quickly too, just so I could <laughs> could get the the free uh, the free loot box from that, and you can. You can get a total of, I think, six from the arcade just each week, too. So definitely take advantage of that, guys, if you don't want to just have to keep grinding quick play or, or competitive or even buy them. But eventually, we all succumb and we all end up buying them. <laughs> are, you, are you guys going to buy them early or are you guys going to wait this time? When the mood strikes. When the mood strikes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Did they announce how long the, the skins were going to be? Second, I think. Oh, yeah, it's not, that not, a, not a ton of time. Yeah, a couple weeks. It's really not that long. Okay, yeah, so a lot of fun. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which the next event will be because, you know, the most obvious ones are Halloween and I think Christmas or holidays. But after that, I mean, what is Easter? Valentine's Day? I don't even know, man. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. Maybe Mardi Gras. Overwatch League all day. Yeah, all <laughs> Overwatch League all day. Mardi Gras would be dope, man. Yeah, Mardi Gras would be pretty Gras. dope. I could, I could see some interesting... <laughs> I don't think Maybe the Lunar Year and all that stuff, too. They seem to do it for a while a lot. Maybe a Overwatch as well. Okay, like... Yeah, yeah I'm really bad at calendars, but I'm sure that there'd be some crazy Chinese New Year event. That's like true. Does. Oh, man. Yeah, they always do that for the other games, so I think we're going to see something detailed here as well. Dragon ones, oh, that'd be... Exactly. I'm so Genji. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the meta. And, um, you know, we've had, oh, some yes. fun, we've had some funny things happen. We have Flame with his proposed balance changes, like, I think yesterday or the day before, and freaking our competitive Overwatch just went nuts with comments there. IDQD with his, his, his streams, which have been pretty pretty uh, uh, entertaining recently, too. <laughs> happy yeah the that's the word <laughs> exactly so um i know we've talked about the meta in the last couple of weeks so we, we all know what type of meta we're talking about with tank heavy just just sustain 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 um let i guess let's talk about what what things that what some changes would be like what, what changes we'd like to propose or what would be good and uh, i think there's some very prevalent ones you know that people all agree on but given that you listed all of these other ones yesterday <laughs> Flame. I figured we would use this as just at least a, you know, just some kind of uh, template to, to talk about 
uh, just this discussion and then we can we can kind of you know jump off from there with any kind of other suggestions so why don't we bring that up first and then uh yeah, go from there yeah i mean i don't know i wrote this in like five i wrote them in like five minutes i don't really expect them to wind up on reddit it was more like a twitter specific thing but i mean people there was a lot of discussion over them. yeah exactly so okay the first one you have here is on it right so you put sleep is no longer instant has a one second drowsiness stage okay so you kind of slowly ease into sleep, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of the global flashbang. Yeah, and then you can purge off, you can purge it off with, like, Zarya. And I think Tracer that's it, right? Stuff. Pretty much the Zarya bubble, right? Yeah, Tracer, Reaper, May. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Rewind and all that. Uh, yeah, so what do you guys, do you think sleep is an issue right now, guys? Yeah. Okay. I think the whole kit by itself is too much, I think. I mean, there's like a lot of people argued, I guess, that you could remove her heal rate or something, but I mean, there's multiple ways you could go about balancing her, I think. I just decided to go for the fact that you just be able to kill her <laughs> without having to invest, like, your entire life or three people. Yeah, I think her survivability is obviously one of the, the multiple issues that I think a lot of people are complaining about. For me, man, I don't know. I I would go the route of just nerfing her the healing per second. Uh, Just at least from a personal perspective, it gets so frustrating when your team, I mean, I'm speaking from a competitive matchmaking perspective, not necessarily organized scrims and matches and all that, but it gets so frustrating when you're focusing down a Pharah or a McCree or, or it doesn't matter what it is. And they're getting so low, but just healed every single time. If you can't, if you can't invest like three or four people to to attack the exact same person at the exact right time, then Anas are just going to outheal you every time. There's nothing a single person can do to kill someone faster than Ana can heal them, uh, and that for me is is becoming really frustrating on ladder. Uh, that it just seems like a medium skilled Ana like focusing something makes it so that you absolutely have no wiggle room other than to invest like multiple people into killing the same target which i mean in theory is not necessarily a bad thing if you're an organize in an organized scenario but in ladder it can be really frustrating but uh i'd be curious to know what iddqd thinks is the most op part about her kit or how you would tone her down Oh, wow. Uh, where to begin? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No. So honestly, I I do feel like the, the vial is the problem here, obviously. Uh, I feel like, yeah, in the beginning, people were complaining that the vial was a little bit too short, was too low. Um, it would also hit friendly teammates in scenarios where you wanted to hit enemies instead. Um, they didn't really work around that. Instead, they would upgrade or uh, they would boost the radius on it when it actually detonates or explodes. And uh, this has uh, actually shown out to be more of an issue uh, than it normally was supposed to be. Um, you can do some really funky stuff with your vial now. Um, you have a Reinhardt shield, he's standing close to a wall, you can literally just hit the wall next to him and the shield gets completely neglected and they'll get the healing debuff on them. But it's just a vial in general is very strong, right? It's a, it's an excellent tool. Um, it shuts down a lot of heroes, if not every single support out there except for Anna. No, actually, it also shuts down the enemy Anna too. It does. And there's really no counterplay to it, which is kind of weird. And then you combine that with the rest of her kit, she becomes a very, very solid hero, if not the strongest support. I don't see um, a reason why you should play any other support than an Anna right now as the first pick. And if you have a 100% pick ridge on a hero, it's kind of going back to the Lucio days where, uh, you know, you're always going to see a Lucio, but maybe some other support. I, I think something has needs to be done with her vial. Something 
either the numbers needs to be drastically changed or yeah. they need to go back to the to the old radius that it used to be. Okay. Yeah, so I think last week we issue. even just suggested maybe take away the debuff, just make it do a little bit of damage. I mean, uh, then it would, yeah. wouldn't be that useful as uh, well, I think, you know, as an attack ability at that point, but... I feel like her debuff was one of the main reasons for even making the vial, right? Because at the time, it was when Zen was, was the, the big support, right, with his transcendence, and it was basically countering every single ult. So it's just like okay, the you know the the actual nerfing of, of the heal basically just counters that. So Ana counters Zen type of thing, right? But um, so it'd be kind of weird if they completely removed that. Maybe just like shorten it by by a little bit, but not not changing like taking it away altogether. That would be kind of another thing could be used uh, limiting the numbers that it actually has instead of uh, removing healing completely. You could actually increase the damage by a little bit on the vial, but you'd make it so instead of 100% healing debuff, you'd make it like 50. And there you okay. go. That's yeah. already an improvement. That's true. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. You could, There's just there's a lot of different ideas I think people have. They're like, oh, soup dart's not the problem. Healing's not the problem. It's like just, you have to pick one, you know? I don't, I don't know that yeah. she's like OP if you take away one part of her kit or at least like nerf one or two parts of her kit. Because like I don't mind her ranged healing and stuff or like how fast she can heal. I think it's more the fact that when you try to gank her, you just can't, you know, like, I think that's what kind of tilts me about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Her but, very interesting hitbox and crush mechanic. Yeah, it's like, it's like Roadhog is super prevalent right now, like, powerful, but Anna's like one of the few heroes that you can't reliably one-shot. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, like, makes her even better in that sense, too, than the other supports. I don't know, it's... Well, it's a pretty basic thing. I mean, if if you're going to have characters that are super powerful or have, like, very, very powerful abilities, then they have to be somewhat... They have to be killable, right? I mean, there has to be a way yeah. to, to counter them, just like all the other supports. If, you know, if is really strong from the back, um, then, you know, you can dive at him, and, and you should win that encounter if you dive at him. That's supposed to be the weakness for him. Like, Ana just doesn't have that issue right now. She's just good all the way around. And they need to make something weak about, about her. And at first, they were focusing on, on the nano boost. Like, do you guys even? I mean, you guys didn't even mention nano boost at this point. Is that even? Is that even? I think they should rebuff right nano boost. To be honest with you, like, I, really? I mean, nano boost okay. is good right now. Or I switched the way that they nerfed it. I guess I think it should get the speed back. I mean, it's kind of. It feels like kind of weird right now. Okay. Yeah. But I at the same time, I'm not really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, continue. It's like either way it works, right? It's like you could keep it the way it is, but I think that the speed is what made it good. But what's crazy is that she's still top tier, and I don't even think her ult's really that crazy good right now. Yeah, her ult's like the weakest part of her kit. <laughs> yeah, Everything else crazy. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, true. Crazy. that's true. Like, my, my initial proposed change for her ultimate was that instead of removing the speed boost, why don't you just remove the, uh, the damage resistance that the targets get so you actually have to either go all in or actually make a decision on the nano boost, like an extra push or um, uh, being a little bit extra aggressive on a point. Like, why Why would you remove the speed buff? I, I think that was the fun part about the ultimate, that it was kind of scary to go up against. But the damage resistance, in my opinion, was the game breaker for me. Yeah. So I would see, I would like to see the damage resistance taken away, but the speed buff coming back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That'd be... Yeah, having having you know just the really slow characters be able just to chase down guys were de it was definitely the one of the most fun parts about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we move on? So why don't we talk about Diva now? <laughs> just I guess the next next character that I think a lot of people have been mm. been trying to figure out how to nerf. So we're talking about all right, uh, Flame. You actually put here reduce the uptime for Matrix for tw to 
by 20%. Take away the I, extra. I hate Matrix, man. I, I, there are people that like bring back the old Matrix, but I think the old Matrix was really underwhelming. Like you had like a four, was it, it was like four no, second no, cooldown for four second ability. Yeah, I hated the yeah. old one. I mean, it, it was, but, um, the, the old Matrix for me was more of a usability thing. Like it just didn't feel right. Like the way it, you were using also, it. Also, did, did you guys watch um, Thorin and Monty and Reinforce the other day on the yeah, other yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. The, the oversight, yeah. Well, they, so they were talking about, um, I, Thorin brought up like this point about, oh, like shouldn't tanks not do damage? Or like, shouldn't they just be tanks? And then Monty brought up this point about like how he didn't think that Blizzard wanted tanks to feel unfun or like not do damage and stuff. And I was thinking to myself like, you could just nerf her damage and she wouldn't feel that crazy, but it's, again, it's a weird line. It's like a weird line where you want to keep her pubbable and then do you mind competitive? Because, like, she, the Matrix is just really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we're talking about the Matrix. We're talking about the health, too. So, you're telling me to take away the 100 health they added to her, too. Yeah, because, I mean, they gave her speed. Like, does she need more health? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. 600 is so much, man. Like, when you think about it. <laughs> it is, especially with Ana now just being prevalent. Before, when Ana wasn't prevalent, the, 100, the extra 100 health might have been, like, might have made a lot more sense. But now that you're getting healed from just far away, and yeah, it's just really, really difficult to kill Diva at this point. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> other thing, too, is that a lot of the changes, I mean, that I even proposed or whatever... If you start messing with Anna's heal rate, I think some heroes actually get super, super bad. I mean, Diva's probably one of them, but do I care about that? Not really. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, Winston takes a hit too, probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, I did EQD on your stream. Uh, oh, did a couple times. Oh, and you're God. sitting there just, so you're nice. making it look like playing D.Va is like an instant win. It doesn't work like that when I play D.Va, but <laughs> what, what do you think? Why, why is she just so incredible right now? Wow, um, it's just she's a raid boss. Honestly, um, everything about her makes me frustrated. Like it came to the point during that stream, right, where you saw Diva, Diva, Diva all the time, and and even in Grandmaster, people didn't really know how to handle her. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm just gonna play Diva, and I'm gonna show the stream that this is how easy it is. And um, <laughs> she, she, the the problem with her is not the fact that well, the problem with her is that can she can duel anyone in the game, right? And she's like positively always going to come out on top on that duel, whoever she goes up against, right? She's a tank, after all. Um, she uh, Her damage, whew, that's pretty interesting, too. Um, yeah, her damage output is quite interesting in the fact that she can completely destroy any DPS class out there. Like, if you have... I think everyone has been in that little corner when Diva pushes you up against the wall, and uh, you have that 200 <laughs> HP McCree trying to uh, do something, but you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. She's just going to destroy you. Um, proposed changes, no idea. Um, my best bet would be just, I don't know, either you lower the damage, like Flame said, or you take away some of the movement speed, because that was one of the buffs that she was given, right? That she can move faster while shooting now, right? Yeah. Yeah, revert that. Just, just revert that completely. Either you keep the damage or revert the movement speed. Or you keep um, the movement speed and you reduce her damage. She can't have both. She is a complete powerhouse. What do you think about... And the defense, and the defense matrix, too. Like, she... <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> let's just change her cabal. Just completely. Let's just rework let's screw the, the nuke, too. Yeah, yeah, let's make the nuke two seconds longer, too. <laughs> can we? I mean, I'd rather. I'll, honestly, like, can we Can we just do that? <laughs> it's funny It's funny because, like, last... I remember there was, like, that patch where Zenyatta had 50%. And people people would be begging for that right now. 
Yeah, that's. I know what you mean. I know what you mean by that. What do you guys think about? I mean, this is like out there. I mean, I, I think it, it definitely reducing her damage is one way to do it. But what if, what if her just shooting range was just even larger of a range, just randomness range? Um, I mean, is it an issue where she's just too close right now? Because you know, like she still can't do damage much damage from far away, right? That's still a weakness of hers. But the issue right now is like she's just always in your face, and she's. Well, the thing able is, like, to... she's a gap closer, and she has too much health to like punish her for closing the gap. It's mm-hmm. like okay, okay. She is, like if she sees a seventy-six across the way or something, you just go run at the seventy-six. Oh god, my... it, like you just fly to them and they can't kill you. And then while you're flying, even if you're taking damage, the Anna's still healing you. And then what? It's like very hard to deal with. And maybe not being a matrix when you're flying, like you're you're moving. Because the problem is, like, she can, she can just matrix the entire time while she's, you yeah. know, chasing you, which is a little bit yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, that was one of my suggestions for yeah. her right-click, right, her matrix, is that um, you have some sort of, uh, you know, like, the more damage she deflects with it, or the yeah. more damage she absorbs, the the, the cooldown would start to sink even faster, right? Right, right. So if, if she's, like, trying to uh, completely neglect a Roadhog ultimate, that deep matrix would just deplete, like, deplete instantly, almost. Because that's kind of how I feel it should be. Like, the more... She can literally just hold it in and deflect like four ultimates if you want to, you know? Like that's that's also a problem. But what if you made it, I don't know how you should go around it, but what if you actually had something similar that, you know, being able to neglect the Rodog ultimate is crucial and, and it's really good for your team if you manage to do that or a Sario, for, for example. But what if that somehow translated into, you know, you absorbing the whole ultimate, the, the matrix just depletes almost instantly. For for example, like there's a lot of yeah. things you can do, but it's just her kit in general is so strong. Yeah, yeah. Some of the alts too are like very easy to catch. I would say like male, she makes like this like really loud cry, and I know for a fact that you can easily catch a male as Diva yeah. right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so true. it's like you want to run Diva to kill her, but can you? I don't know. That'd be crazy <laughs> to catch it. Oh wow. Okay, well let's move on. Twenty seventy six. Take one damage off the bullet he shoots. I think we talked about this too. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. just one more shot to yeah, kill things. I think that's fair. Logic. Yeah, totally. I think. I think. Well, that's IDD, really one more Kitty, you were saying uh, you just there's this clip from your stream again that made it on Reddit. That <laughs> uh, no, was just you basically saying like, soldier has run and heal station and all this damage and long range and mid range and McCree has a flashbang. Yep. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? <laughs> it's pretty straightforward, but. Okay, yeah, so uh, that's true, though. Uh, think about it. Compare McCree and, and... Okay, so one of the most asked questions on the stream is when do I use McCree, when do I use Soldier? Is, is McCree out of the meta? Uh, where is Soldier fitting in this, and when should I use McCree? So I'm just trying to be honest. McCree is compared to uh, Soldier right now, in my opinion, is like the, it's, you can't compare them to, right? So what I always wanted to happen is that McCree should be like the kind of low to medium range kind of character, while Soldier will be the medium to the far range, right? And... Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's true, man. If you think about it, Soldier has to heal, he has to sprint, uh, he has the very dominant right click, um, he has uh, right. an ultimate that actually um, is very beneficial to the Ana boost in the team, right? Um, like, everything about Soldier's kit is very good, and then on top of that, he would get increased damage on his bullets, his ultimate would effectively become even stronger, right? And then you have McCree who has a flashbang, and an ultimate that is barely used. And um, so comparing those two is kind of strange in a way, right? So my propose for trying to get Soldier down on the little bit of a balanced state was that I know that he received a damage buff onto his bullets, which is fine, right? But I do think it's way too strong when you use the ultimate. So what if you keep the actual damage buff that he got um, from the Fallout? Mm, you, just, okay. you, just play, you keep it, but you remove the damage buff that was also added to the ultimate. 
so the nano boost actually has like a purpose for it because right now if you nano boost the soldier he's just gonna melt the whole team in a matter of seconds you don't even need a sneak he's just gonna destroy everyone but you're giving a little bit of a counterplay chance if you take away those extra little bit of damage that the ultimate has right now and then you kind of bring him back to mortal status in my opinion okay so let i mean i think those are good suggestions but why is it that, I mean, is this purely just because of meta? Like, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of these things, and it's, like, 76 has this incredible kit and whatnot, but it was just, like, two months ago that Soldier was not being played at all. And, mm. I mean, it was the, re you know, there was a reason behind even just buffing his damage, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're talking just a, meta, a big meta change as to putting Soldier viable again. Would he be, would he be viable again even if they didn't make that change? Like two months ago, like if they didn't ever upgrade his damage, would people eventually have played Soldier because of his kit? Mm -hmm, probably not. I mean, probably the only, one of the things too I think that makes him good right now is when tanks are so good. He's also like he doesn't die to Diva so fast. I mean, if you're McCree, you just kind of have to stand there. Like the mobility is a big deal. Yeah, but that's, that's it's like everything adds up. I think. I think that's a major problem too. Like you mentioned it, fine. Um, McCree doesn't really have any escape. He's, it's like if he gets caught off guard, you're done for. He's nothing yeah. he can do. Soldier at least has a heal. I mean, take the scenario where you're fighting a D.Va, for example, 1v1. I'm not saying that's going to happen all the time, but the Soldier can actually 1v1 a D.Va if you if you keep the, the heal for whenever yeah. she kind of panics. And if you start shooting her in the face, then you're actually going to break her mech and you're going to be able to kill her, right? But McCree, he can't do anything at all. He, he's, he's screwed from the beginning. Like, that mashup is so unfair. And that's kind of where we're coming from when we're talking about the mobility thing. He can't do anything, and that's the major deal breaker for me. That's why I feel like McCree right now is not even close to what Soldier is. Well, I mean, I think at the end that's... of the day, you want the game in a spot where, yeah. like, strategy. I mean, I mean, it's hard to compare, I guess, because people were worse, I guess, earlier when the game was brand new. Mm -hmm. But um, there was definitely a patch where, even at, even towards the end of the Reaper Nano Boost patch, like people were starting to pick McCree and Farah a little bit more because people started realizing like, oh, they're running May Reaper Zarya, maybe we should just run Farah. And then once the Farah left, then the McCree came in and then you wound up in like a very good swapping state. And I think that that was really good. But getting back there currently just seems a little bit harder. I mean, like right now, I think we'll talk about NGE later, but Team Jeshire are running Tracer now a little bit more because they're realizing like, oh, they're not really running a McCree or something. And teams are even ditching 76 right now. Because I don't even feel like he's worth running because four tanks is just better than three tanks. But yeah. it's like the meta is shifting in that direction. But at the same time, the problem is the ease of execution on the tank comps. Like just existing on the cart is stopping it. Yeah. And just existing on the cart is pushing it. So if you just put enough HP in one spot, then <laughs> things like, you know, like you play towards yeah. the objectives that way. And it's it's just like an ease versus execution thing, I think, is imbalance in the tank favor right now yeah i mean the Ta reason i brought tanks that up so much like, fun or, to play though yeah yeah <laughs> my god well i mean <laughs> so I, I was just i was just gonna I mean, the reason <laughs> the reason i was bringing the reason i was bringing that up is just because it's so tough designing this game especially designing this oh, game and trying 100%. to like like pacify us to you know or just keep us satisfied too because you know, I still think, generally speaking, and IDDQD, you, you can you can um, tell me I'm wrong here or not, but I still feel like we don't sit in, in a meta long enough, or we don't sit on a patch long enough um, that 
the players will get to the point where they they've literally exhausted every single type of counter strategies and different strategies to to um, you know figure out how to beat a you know just just whatever dominant meta there is right now given the current mm-hmm. patch um, you know and when I, I definitely don't want to see just basically a patch just dictate a meta and then it, like that meta is you know the the meta changing the players are just waiting for basically another change like some change to diva or some change to on here right to basically change the meta again and, um instead of yeah. you know really exhausting every single kind of of testing of, of different comps and whatnot yeah no that's true that's very yeah true. i mean one thing though i think i mean i don't even know if this is salt or whatever but the concepts of I think last patch was actually good in retrospect if you had just removed the Nano Reaper. Like I think that there was so much like that patch was evolving over time. Like even going into that yeah. patch, we were like, oh, we're just gonna run triple tank, nips unbeatable, and then like Misfits beats them at E League, and then suddenly Misfits starts losing to other teams yeah. and Nano Reaper gets patched out midway through um, Apex. And like during even Apex, people were running different stuff, I think. Because even Nano Genji was really good, too. So teams were running Genji, and they weren't always running Reaper. And, like, there was a there was definitely a lot of counterpicking going on. So yeah. when PTR happened, it was kind of abrupt, I think. Because I don't know that you can actually just say, okay, we're going to nerf faults 25%. I think, like, there's a lot more that goes into the game that you can't just make a blanket statement like that. Like, as far as cart time, as far as how long it takes for pushes, like, respawns and stuff. Because... I don't know. Like, I feel like I've watched a lot of Koth and Route 66 this week. And one thing that kind of irks me is that Koth respawns are the same for the team that has the point and the team that doesn't. When in, I mean, in other games, obviously, if you have the point, your respawns longer just to like balance out the advantage of you being the defender. So that's one thing that I think is weird and like makes that it amplifies now more that ults are less prevalent because you have less opportunities to get back, but that's something that I would like to see change. And then on like Route 66, you get like one minute and 30 seconds for second and third point, which is so little. And the fact that they nerfed the ults again makes it so like if you mess up one fight, you really get screwed pretty hard for a pretty long time because of how long it takes you to get it back. Like teams will be playing Zarya right now and then they'll die and they're just like, okay, I'm only at 40%, but I've been alive for five minutes and somehow I still don't have ult. And, like, on offense, if you don't have ults, you don't team wipe. And if you don't team wipe, you don't win. So I think, like, there's a lot of balance changes that can be applied outside of just heroes, like, specific stuff. Yeah. Like, the idea of stalling carts and the idea of putting ice blocks on the carts and putting, like, reaper rates on the carts and all this other stuff that you can't actually kill, I think, is a weird thing. And even, like, the lack of respawn wave time so you can just keep suiciding on those last holds is a little weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. as the game progresses, I think we'll see changes to that, or I hope we see changes to that. Yeah. But I think, like, all of these lack of things is what's making tanks feel super, super good right now. Like, if you add all that yeah. up. Yeah, that's true. I've also been um, talking about it with a little bit of other players as well, like, within the scene. And, like, it's just, you know, early stages. There's nothing concrete. But we've always, like, talked about a little bit back and forth. What if, what if DPS characters did extra damage to armor, for example? Like, that could also be an interesting thing down the road that makes DPS still viable no matter what, right? You know what else was an idea? When the game came out, I had the idea that, like, shields should just block that last instance of damage no matter how much it was. 
So like if you took 20 damage on a Symmetra shield that had 25 oh. health, then if you shot a rocket at oh, that next thing, it would just break the shield the and you'd still have your full health. Oh, right, right. The so then you could just like... Oh. Like that's how I thought shields should have worked when the game came out. And like that's how I thought they were going to work. But when they didn't, it was kind of weird. Kind of like sheet death in a way. But yeah, like yeah. a... Like, imagine if, yeah, like, if you had 225 HP and 25 was Symmetra, but then Farrah shot a rocket, you would only go down to 200 HP because the shield would break, not you. It's not just an so, extension of your hit points. It's an actual yeah, yeah, yeah. different barrier itself. All right, yeah. All right, yeah. And, like, armor would be more, like, damage resistant or something, and gotcha. shields would be more explosive resistant. Something, something in that along those lines would have been cool to me, but... Yeah, definitely. It's just more advanced mechanics, I guess, at that point. Okay, well, we are. I mean, there's like a lot more here, and hopefully, <laughs> you guys can definitely check out some more of this. But we, we definitely have some more things to talk about in the show, so we should move on. And um, there's one one more thing. Okay, one just more thing. Sure. Before we move on, okay. Uh, I I read through the changes the the patch. I didn't realize that the new Symmetra was going live though. So that's oh, live oh, now. It's what? It's live oh, now. Okay. Oh Reddit. my god! I just like till I didn't true? miss that. Holy crap! I, I didn't see it in the patch notes for for whatever reason. That I, is... I read them in like two wait, wait, seconds. Wait, let, but... let me get on this thing. <laughs> it's Symmetra and the Zarya change. Holy smokes! So oh, that wait, means we're Zarya gonna see change? that. I forget the Zarya change. Is... It's um so like things that go through barriers like Symmetra bubbles and Reinhardt fire strikes. They don't hit your oh, bubble yeah, yeah, yeah. twice now. Right. So you get less charge, I guess. Damn, they oh really God, don't see sorry anymore, huh? Huge. Well, it's oh it's God. it's like a weird trade-off, right? Because Fire Strike only does 150. Yeah. So it won't actually break the bubble now. So you'll have like an extra couple seconds, maybe, if you time it right. You get like your extra two seconds after it. Yeah, oh, but she just wants that. Right now. That's yeah. kind of weird. Oh my gosh! Okay, so so the metro's out there. All right, get that in, that get that highlight intro, guys. <laughs> so the metro's gonna be gonna be played. It's gonna be pretty. Crazy. I mean, that's it's gonna be it's crazy. It's just gonna be crazy guys. this weekend. Holy during crap. the two major tournaments, if we see any Symmetra brought out, it's gonna be. I think you sick. will. It's gonna be really sick. Somebody's gonna it, do it, or is it going to be Dreamhack thing where teams practice with Sombra and then they can't play her? Huh? 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 Oh gosh. yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully not. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of events and, you know, I guess having things you can't play, um, you know, one of the biggest discussions in the community this past week was just the map ban discussion. And started yeah. with, uh, you know, obviously the two big events, MLG and, and IEM are coming up uh, this, this weekend. And um, both events are not having any kind of map draft, no banning. You know, they pick the maps, you guys, the teams have to play them. Uh, and the teams even came together, put up a you know petition. Everybody signed it. Every team signed it uh, and presented it to NLG. But obviously, the request was still denied. So um, you know, a lot of people weren't you know, were a bit upset about it. Obviously, folks were talking about just you know the point of map like map drafts. Why why we must have them? So I figured we would have that same discussion here. IDQD, why don't you start us with it? Like. How do you feel about map drafts and, you know, just, I guess, thoughts just generally on map drafts? <laughs> we need to have it. Come on now. I, it's, 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 it's kind of ridiculous that we haven't got to the stage where that is an actual... I mean, it's just, okay, I get it. I, I get it why they're doing what they're doing. But, like, give, give, the, give the players a little bit of freedom just to be able to, you know, 
choose what maps they want to play. I think it's fun that some teams excel at some maps and some others excel at others because there's a little bit of a mind game with a like a proper bad and pick face, right? With maps, it's actually fun to see what teams do what. You know, there's a little bit of mind games going on. There's strategy. I, there's definitely strategy in the media. yeah. There's definitely strategy pregame, and I, I like that. I like that about everything, and uh, I I get it. They want to show off all the maps, but you know what? Ilios isn't that fun, Blizzard, and neither is CP maps. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We we need map traps. We do. Ban and pick face, please. Fish sticks. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to see both sides here. Um, but if you, from my perspective, if there's a unanimous consensus across the entire competitive community, that probably means something. Um, I my only caveat there is. If you took everything that was a unanimous consensus across the competitive community and implemented it immediately, we would still be using stopwatch mode. And believe me, I was a proponent of stopwatch mode. We talked about it on like the first 20 shows that were first 10 shows until we got time bank, but we never would have had time bank, right? I'm just, that's just a microcosm example. Um, so uh, in this particular case, I, I do agree that, it, I mean, for one, it just the 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 maps that they chose. It seems kind of arbitrary and strange that some maps have like more prevalence than others. Um, I, I'm definitely in favor of a pick ban phase, uh, but I, I kind of would prefer if there was a picking and banning phase for maps for you to be able to pick first for teams to be able to pick first, perhaps. So you could have teams that have a specialty on a specific map that maybe is off kilter and throw that as a wild card in the grand finals or something like I know competitive players probably hate that because competitive players love consistency and don't want to have to practice things that they, that they don't need to. Um, that's my perception at least, but I, I, but the only concern, I guess, and if you're putting yourself in blizzard shoes, what is their concern with this? It, obviously it's going to be that we're going to Kings row, Numbani, uh, you know, uh, Dorado over and over and over again. Um, that like that's that's the only good reason I can think of why they'd want to be pushing this so hard. And you know, that's a valid concern. Um, I think to an extent, but the fact that there's such a wide consensus, I, I'm actually a little bit surprised that that they didn't cave. If there was like an an a letter co-authored by all the top teams, I mean, I, I mean, we we've seen decisions made pretty quickly on on changing formats. I mean, we saw it during the Atlantic Showdown, right? Where uh, they were using a completely different point system that was confusing as hell, and it was just crazy. And they made a quick decision to change that. Uh, so they had, you know, they they have relented at times when it made the most sense. And I, I agree with you, Ben. I, I'm surprised they didn't make the the call on that, just given how much the player community and just the general community, I think, feel about it. Blaine, what do you think, man? Mm, I mean, I understand their logic, I guess, or at least where they're coming from, and that they don't want the same like four or five maps yep. played every single tournament whatever that. and that's definitely true i mean I, I came from tf2 and like tf2 everyone played badlands like every single time like every match had a badlands match and then you saw maps that were actually i thought pretty good spectator wise just getting phased out because players didn't want to watch them even the, or play them even though spectator wise it was like one of the more hype maps I mean, I don't, you guys probably don't even know the maps i'm talking about but there were maps <laughs> that were so that were really good to watch but not really good to play and um I think that that's where the split is right now. I think that my biggest problem was more along the lines of the timing of everything. Um, I definitely get why they couldn't cave because NGE started. So if they were going to cave after NGE started, that would have looked really bad. 
it's like, oh, MLG doesn't have it, but NG has to have it. And then we started off on this tournament. Like, I think it has to be unanimous and across all the tournaments coming up. There's like three. So once they made the call on IEM, I think it was locked until, like, I think we're going to be locked with this. Even if there is ever a, like, meeting point in the middle between the players and Blizzard, I think it won't come until, like, late January when NG is over. But, um... I was trying to find middle ground, I guess. Like, I messaged a few people. Um, I think, like, Jan, one of the esports coordinators, I think, in Europe, or mm-hmm. esports managers. And I was like, oh, you could try seven maps per best of three or something. Like, you can pick your seven maps if you're Blizzard, just so that the players can ban between those seven maps. So, like, maybe you don't have King's Row in every single pool of every single round. So, like, maybe, so, like, that would be mm-hmm. one way to do it. But I think that there needs to be like a lot of thought when going into these pools because for NGE, it becomes very obvious, at least to me as a player and as a spectator, what maps are going to be played if there's only six or seven in the pool because you can tell which maps people just actually don't ever want to play. Um, I think yesterday was the first day we saw a 2CP and it was like a Hail Mary 2CP pick, which is really good, right, in reality that they can go to that. But um, the players definitely will try their best to stray away from those maps. So if you only have six maps and one of them's Ilios, one of them's Hanamura, one of them's Anubis or something, then like the odds of them playing that in the best of three is so slim, like it's never going to happen. So that, at that point, you're arguably forcing maps in a way. You're not like forcing them, but it's like str- pushing them in that direction or it's like forcing their hand a little bit. Let's talk about that. So uh, some of the folks that are you know, wondering, oh, why are these players complaining? Why can't they just be good at every single map? know like can't they just practice them all and be good at it because like there are arguments normally we just don't want to see like teams that are only good at three maps end up you know winning or or winning the world championships when there are so many other maps and that's not really a a good display of how you know good they are with just the general map pool but what do you say to these folks idqd like in in what do you mean like 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 why why don't you guys why aren't you guys practicing or or um, why aren't you guys trying to be good at every single map versus maybe specializing oh. in a few? Well, obviously that was uh, that was an issue. Like eventually, you can have so many maps that it's impossible to have like a fine balance across all the maps, right? We're we're probably not there yet. We actually might be, but I think the biggest issue right now is just the fact that there there are there are many maps and there's way more to come as well. So right now, this might work as an excuse that oh, there's not enough, but. A half a year from now on, there's probably going to be, you know, might be four, five, six maps uh, along the road. And you can't expect any team to be able to be good at every single map, right? And that it, they, it, it exposes their strength as well. And that's what's kind of further strengthened by the fact that you have a ban and a pick phase that teams actually do have a little bit of a chance to be like, hey, take us on, let's say, Hanamura, take us on uh, Dorado, you know, anything like that. Um, but, but it is tiresome and it's also very... Um, it's very crucial for teams in general is to go through these maps and be able to find like specific strategy, uh, standpoints, callouts, and all that stuff. It's it's gonna get to the point where it gets you too much. Yeah. And right now you don't really have the safety of banning out maps that you feel like you're not strong enough on. So, I mean, for example, if if you have a map around the corner that you know you're gonna play at a tournament and there's no ban phase, and let's say you practice, I don't know, let's say it's Ilios, for example. Let's say your team went through that map for two days straight and you just figured everything out and you're like, okay, we're strong in this one, now we're going to play it. And then all of a sudden, here comes another map into the, into the phrase. And then you're going to have to do the same thing again. And it's just too much information. Too much to keep track of. Yeah, I mean, there's also like an argument 
over the competition standpoint of the maps in general. I mean, it happens on a lot of maps, arguably, even on like payloads and two C like payloads and cough, you'll also be like, Oh, that alt right there is why they lost this map. And I think like it gets amplified a little bit on those maps to the point where stopping the snowball is a little less reliable on two CP. Because like if you even if you watched Gibraltar yesterday, there were a few times where a team would get steamrolled on the first point, they get steamrolled on the second point, and then like it wouldn't matter because they'd still have time to get their ults by the time it got to the third point, so they could like reset and keep themselves up, you know? Like you can get you can get back in the game on the third point because there's enough time that your ult will just like passively have built by that time. But on two CP, it's like if you get steamrolled, you just get steamrolled, and people don't like the loss. Like you win or lose based on one fight, arguably sometimes. Like that first fight on defense, if you lose, the odds of you winning or like holding on second point is like super, super low. So I think that that's one of the reasons why people are straying away from it is because like getting consistent results on those maps specifically is like very difficult. Like, even if you consider yourself good, you can get upset very easily by like a really strong push or a lucky push or something. So because of, you know, just let's just say the future, like like you're talking IDKD and, you know, because there's going to be more and more maps coming. Should we just have X number of maps that are just always in the, the global competitive pool that every single tournament event, you know, the Blizzard basically establishes that, OK, we're going to have eight, eight maps for, you know, at all times just in the pool. These, uh, you know, these maps might change, you know, just whatever maps they are, but it's always just going to be eight. And, you know, you kind of. If we do have a draft, you draft from these things. If not, you still need to pick from these things. I mean, are we gonna we're gonna have to have that kind of system soon, or um, is that something that you know? I don't know. You guys just aren't a big fan of. I, I, well, so it, it's interesting to hear the players' perspective. I guess uh, look to you guys uh, because when I was I was looking through a lot of the feedback on Discord and all that, it seemed like it was really important to the players to have. A, like they they really appreciated having a smaller map pool. That was like the one thing you saw in Reinforces post about this, and uh, and a couple other places um, that the the players actually practicing for these tournaments. You know, the silver lining on the more recent uh, on the on like the new list of maps that are coming up for IEM and and uh, and Vegas is that it's a smaller it's smaller than the total pool. Um, I don't see it that way as a spectator. Um, as a spectator, you kind of want to see variety no matter what. Uh, but it is definitely interesting to get that perspective of the, the pro players. Like it, they, they don't, they want to have consistency. I think that flame, you nailed it. Uh, consistency and reliability is like super important. And when you have things like two CP being thrown in maps that they haven't practiced a lot, you know, that decreases the kind of consistency of their play and of, of each match from match to match. Um, from a spectator's point of view, I like variety. Uh, I, I'd ideally like to see uh, as many great maps as possible in a big pool and then have an interesting pick-ban phase, which is a metagame within itself. You know, that can be part of the storyline is like, oh, you know, they banned this out instead of that, and they were expecting to ban this out, but they didn't, and now they're stuck with these choices. You know, that's a storyline in itself. Um so, yeah, that's the spectator's point of view, at least. Uh, well, I would say, like, so I'm similar to you, right? So from a spectator, I like to see variety, too. But from, at the same po- time, is I don't want to see matches where it's like, okay, the, the first game, you know, just it's just determined, right? Just between the, within this pa- map pool. So let's just say the first map's pretty even. Then the next pool, let's just say the ne- next map that's chosen by the loser or whatnot, 
that just gets ends up being just some kind of stomp. Like the last thing I want to see is like huge stomps during any of these these rounds because that team just hasn't practiced that map at all and they don't really care about that map. As long as they get to pick the maps that they want, they're they're kind of banking on that a little bit more. And so it turns into mm-hmm. just these terrible one-sided rounds. Like oh, I, de- weird... I definitely don't want to see that. Like that I think that is like worst case scenario for me. But and... wasn't there also a scenario this was it was it two days ago? I remember there was a little bit of talk about it in in the in the old W where someone was complaining out like, oh, it's 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 fun to see all these maps being introduced to the game that you know Blizzard's kind of forcing these kind of maps, right? And then someone else said, well, it's not really that much fun watching Ilios for the fourth time today. So I mean, sure, I, I think it goes both ways too, right? I mean, I for one wouldn't enjoy watching Ilios four times the same day in every single match. <laughs> yeah, I right, yeah, right. so so it goes both ways, right? But, yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk more about that too. Is that okay, last point that we got? We we'll probably should they're not that. banning right now. I don't think for NGE, like I don't think banning is a thing. I think it's just like you win and then loser picks, right? Yeah, like that's super super advantageous for whoever wins the first match of the best of three. And I find that a little unfair. I mean, it's not even a little unfair. It's just straight up unfair, right? Because yeah, the first map is just selected. I think like one team picks map and then one team picks side or something. Like that's ridiculous. Like that's crazy to me. I would I would arguably rather Blizzard force the first map so at least you could yeah. say that no one made the decision because. I mean, at that point, anyway. I mean, picking because, side is not that big a deal. No, to picking side. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's like some strategy involved with picking side, but sure, in but terms of not, just like outcome good. of match, I think you'd rather always have map pick first. So, because like you win the first map, then they pick, and then wor- like best case you win, worst case you get to pick map again. So yeah, I think that that's a problem. I guess the one little like last point on this, I I brought this up like a long time ago, just maybe a few episodes that we have done just through through the months or whatnot, and. I think we'll have to retire maps. Like eventually, it does, you don't have to retire it from the game itself. But you know, we saw that. We saw that with StarCraft. I mean, CS:GO doesn't play every single map like like ever in the history of CS:GO either. So, I think eventually Overwatch will have to do the same, at least in competitive Overwatch. Um, you know, whether you just retire it down to X number every every single time or not. I mean, that, that's obviously variable, and figure, we figure out what's most optimal. You can't have a fifty map pool like and people picking maps. It's just not possible for the players to, to practice so many. But okay, let's move on. Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the iTunes folks. The folks that are listening to the show uh, via audio and find us on iTunes, uh, you guys are awesome. I do want to give a shout-out to Chunkster McGee, who is the last person to leave five-star review and uh, an awesome. If you do want to help out the overview, help folks find the overview by um, you know just searching for Overwatch podcasts on iTunes, uh, go ahead and leave a five-star review there and a nice comment that helps out the SEO for the overview and, again, for more folks to, to be able to tune in. This awesome shit that we do every week. Moving on, let's do some event results. So uh, we had, we haven't had too busy of a week. We definitely have a couple ones that are going on right now, Winter Premiere and NGE. But we did have a big one that we, like, totally promoted last last episode, which was supposed to happen la- this past weekend, MGA. And what happened at that tournament, Ben? You want to give us a lowdown on that tournament? Oh, there was actually an article on Red Bull Esports about how not to run an esport event. <laughs> they wrote after the crashing and burning of this MGA uh, tournament. Uh, it, it was meant to take place in the Gfinity Arena in London, which, by the way, is an established esports arena. They've held dozens of events there. I still 
am very confused as to how you could screw up this badly. But basically, the first day there was delay after delay, technical issue after technical issue. And then the second day, they basically said, the event's over, it's canceled. Um, so the four teams that flew from across the world to to make it to London in person basically just had to fly back home uh, and not play their tournament whatsoever, uh, which is obviously a disaster. Uh, and I, you got to feel for whoever is on the marketing team for MSI who put this on or decided to make, take a risk and do it uh, because this is the basically the worst anti-advertising you could ever get is the failure that was that tournament. So, I don't know, dude. Did you I see mean, their Twitter? Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was even worse. Oh, my oh, God. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Not a good week for MSI. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... You saw it? Yeah, I, I saw some of that, too. Yeah, this yeah. is... This is unbelievable, actually. I mean, it actually is astonishing that the like this kind of happened because this was a LAN event, guys. This wasn't an online event. You know, we've definitely heard some online like organizers have to cancel it for whatever reason. This is like we fly everybody out there, and you know they just don't get to play. And I don't even know I what mean, happened. Kangdu Panthera from Korea, man. Yeah. Like, that is not a short flight. Rise <laughs> Nation. They Rise have a lot of fans right now. Yeah. Uh, everyone was looking forward to seeing how they're going to play. And yeah, they had to go back to NA. Yeah, even Nip too, right? Nip was supposed to play too. I mean, there, yeah. this was supposed to be kind of like the big tournament for folks that didn't get invited to MLG and, and AM. So, uh, really disappointing. Really disappointing for even us as fans. Like we didn't get a chance to see some of the, these teams that we were we're looking forward to last weekend. So, um, please, organizers, make sure your computers work and just everything. You know, before oh, you, you get this, this, this is not like happen. this is this is not like, like 2012 anymore. Yeah. This is no longer like the 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 basement days of esports where, yeah. There's a lot know. of yeah. pressure right now on MLG and M- uh, or <laughs> IM right now. It's like, because, I mean, December has been taking some hits. Like Overwatch esports took some hits this month. I feel like, like the players, the spectators. Like you compare, you consider DreamHack happened the week before, and then they didn't have the first day. Like they just missed the first day. Or was that like two weeks? The Saturday of DreamHack that just didn't get streamed, and then Sunday yeah. comes back, and then like last weekend that that tournament was like, I mean, I, I'm just tilted thinking about the stream because they even when the tournament was announced it was over they left the stream up, and it was like running for like five hours. Oh, really? after I didn't the even realize that. Ended, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Wow. It's, okay. It just kept the screen up there. It said we'll be back shortly, and like literally ten hours of that. Well, I mean, you're God. You're probably still trying to do something. I don't. I don't know. But that, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to some some yeah. events that are going on. We don't need to shame them. Exactly. Like, they just, already feel deep shame. That. I'm sure. Uh, so winter <laughs> premiere. Uh, so they, there were the qualifiers that have been going on, right? Uh, the last, yeah. I think, three qualifiers. So uh, anyone walk us through that? Sure. Uh, winter premiere uh, coming up in a couple of weeks here. Uh, it's for a hundred thousand dollars. Wait. Was it more than that? No, no, hundred thousand dollars. They've run a couple of online qualifiers. Each qualifier will bird the team directly into the uh, the finals, um, but they're also awarding points. So it's a total of eight slots are given away over four qualifiers, and that's actually an, an interesting format. Given that the team that won the first qualifier was kind of a new team on the block, uh, Kingdom Esports ends up winning qualifier number one, qualifying directly into the Winter Premier Finals, uh, and. You know, you should mention that they had to beat teams like FaZe to get through that bracket. So they had some pretty tough competition, and it's cool. It's cool to see a, a new team on the block, basically, well, not brand new, but a, a team up and coming 
qualified directly into the finals. So we're going to see a lot more of them. And by the way, folks, a lot of people have been wondering where Gods is going to end up now that he's no longer with NRG. At least it looks like he's temporarily with uh, Kingdom. I don't know if it's finalized. I don't know if you guys have any info- information that I don't. But Gods was playing for this Kingdom Esports squad. So that's pretty cool. Uh, qualifier number two, complex, or sorry, Cloud9 qualified. Qualifier number three is complexity. Qualifier number four, I think is like, is that today? It's on right it's now. On I mean, right it's, now. It's, it's not on, uh, but it's going It's happening right, right now. now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in terms of points, you've still, you've got uh, a number of teams that will continue to qualify uh, beyond winning these tournaments. Uh, at the top of the list, you've got teams uh, like LG, uh, Immortals, FaZe up there, a team called Citizen7, which I don't know much about. Um, also important to note, I think, for a lot of the uh, fans of the scene, is NRG has only played in one of these qualifiers, and they made it to the final four or final eight of that qualifier, but uh, did not get much further than that. So right now, it's up in the air if NRG will qualify at all. Um, it, I don't, even know, I, I don't know if they're playing today. Oh, they played in two? Yeah, oh, okay. They got slammed, I think, in both of them. Oh, but, really? Okay. Oh, no. yeah, so it's looking like if NRG's not playing in the qualifier right now... It's looking like they have no chance. Uh, yeah, unless they win. Like, they have to win out today. Yeah, Literally the only Wait, way. Oh, Juvenile. Okay, I'm totally wrong. I guess NRG played in all three of them. Yeah, they played in all three. I'm Never sure, mind. But, but they Take just got... Back. They only have, like, 20 points or something. So they have to... It's either win out today or they just don't make it. But Damn. today, I'm... I'm struggling, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, today's a big day, though. I mean, not that any of it's streamed. I still don't know what's going on. Oh, they're they're playing that. against Phase right now, apparently. Oh, right. Yeah, Phase uh, Phase needs to win. So that's the problem. I or I mean, I have a I don't have a lot of gripes right now. My life's pretty good, but <laughs> one of the gripes I'm having is that today should have been streamed 100. percent Like there should be streamers going on right now because if you look at the point system, where is it? Someone just posted in chat. 120 liquid, 110 fanatic. Oh, it's cool. 100 for LG. Yeah, everything is really close. FaZe has 80, okay? Like, FaZe is out right now based on points, but if they, like, can make it to top four or five today, like, if they get a higher... If they get farther in this tournament than Immortals, I think they're in. Um, Or there might be a tie. I don't know how ties work in this system, but there's a lot of very, very high-stakes matches going on just in terms of the results are literally all that matters. I think that the best... I think the round of... 16 or round of eight, whatever it is, depending on how you look at these brackets, is more important than the semis and finals today. Because the teams in the semis and the finals should already have, like, birthed into the tournament, if that makes sense. Like, because they'll have the points from today, regardless. Right. But the teams that don't make it there are going to be, like, throwing haymakers at each other. And, like, the semis or the quarters is when someone's going home and someone's not staying in the tournament. So, yeah, there's some high stakes Overwatch going on right now that isn't being broadcasted. <laughs> yes, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that's definitely a bummer for sure. You can see you can see the results here. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of your favorite, a lot of favorite teams too that are going on. I mean, another are thing they I didn't show I, any of it like today at all. Well, they they oh, showed the semis and finals. Yeah, just the semis and the finals. That's okay. it. All right, I got it. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, anyways, well, I have to try to catch the same. We'll see what the results are. I'm sure it will be posted on, on our competitive Overwatch uh, a little bit later. Uh, we do have another tournament that's going on right now, which is the NGE tournament. And that's been at least been broadcasted. <laughs> I was watching it a little bit last night. 
No, that's it. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing, though. It's, I guess, with the semis and the finals of... Is it each of the... Yeah, each of the qualifiers, right? Just the semis. No, NGE is winner premiere. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, God, I'm getting it all messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Same thing. Yeah, yeah same thing. Shoot. Um, okay. So it's cool to see, uh, just, just perusing through the results, it's cool to see that Team Liquid looks like they've had at least some strong showings. Uh, they haven't qualified yet, obviously. Yeah. So today's today's actually huge. I mean, will it be Fnatic? Will it be Team Liquid? Will NRG make like a surprise like result and and win the whole thing and qualify? Because that's like really their only chance left. Yeah. So Liquid won. Phase is on like. the bubble. Immortals is on the bubble. Yeah. Rise yeah. is on the bubble. Like literally, like today will define which of these teams go through. So. Yeah. It looks like Liquid has secured. I don't know if they're secured. They're close. They just won, so they're in top eight, which is a oh. big deal. Seems like Liquid's qualified then. Yeah, yeah. So they've really already got close. 110 points. Yeah, it'll be close. It, it depends been, on what happens with Phase. Too, actually, watching some. And if the the other thing that is crazy is that if some team that's not even in the running just wins today, like just wins out somehow, yeah, like just a miracle tournament for I don't know Rise or know, Spicy Boys. Spicy Boys have been playing pretty well, but. If if one of those teams just comes out of nowhere on Wednesday, then it like really screws someone. <laughs> Someone's going on. <laughs> spicy right. boys, huh? Spicy boys, exactly. Who, who's on Spicy Boys? I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are, the, who, who are yeah. the Spicy Boys? The Spice so, Boys. It's like oh. so sickness. Oh, who's okay. on him? Okay, all right. Yeah, it's it's like a crowd favorite, or at least for me, because yeah. I love sickness. But TF2 um, bias. Yeah, much. totally, totally. I mean, we were teammates in this game, but yeah, true. Um. Yeah, they randomly just decided that they were going to turn up yesterday. Like, they 2 0 NRG. I think they beat Kangarno, who made it to the finals the first day. Like, they that had some pretty big upsets yesterday. Impressive. Yeah. You've been watching Yeah, I did Yeah, you've been watching I mean, you were, saying, yeah. uh, you were saying before the show, it's good to see uh, up and coming teams, right? Yeah, I'm very happy about it. Um, it actually is very good for the scene. Um, just to see, you know, for other people to know that, you know, you. You can't beat the, the existing teams no matter how long they've been in the beta or, you know, everyone has a fair shot. And, you know, a lot of teams have proven that. And um, it's just very healthy for the scene. All in all. Definitely good. And this being There's a lot of Overwatch. Yeah, this being NGE's, like, first event, too. Like, what do you guys think of the production so far from them? Their studio looks beautiful. Yeah. That's a legit yeah. setup. I mean, that that is not that is not even, like, a mid-tier setup. That's, like, a real badass looking studio so props for that guys i don't know where it came from but yeah and they have I, think, their... I think they've been established yeah ng has been around for a little while not a long time um but they definitely have some good backing because that's pretty nice yeah they have, nice own, they have their own set of casters too so you know they got their whole collective group probably you know observers too and producers and, and directors um yeah so far you know, i i definitely enjoyed the broadcast uh you know, the casters are a little obviously a little less seasoned than the casters we've been using. I mean, we've been, I think we've been spoiled like up to date now. See, like with a lot of the uh, the events that we've seen, because we've 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 had like just top tier casters from all kinds of different games. Obviously, casting Overwatch now and our Overwatch casters at this point. Um, so, but it, it's great. It's great definitely to see some new faces, even on, on the the analyst desk and casting, and on top of just new teams. You know, it's good to see new talent too. Definitely. All right. Uh, uh, any other events that we missed? Um, I think that's it, right? Not, 
nothing else going yeah, on nothing, right now. Nothing yeah, nothing really. So um, why don't we, uh, if anybody's got any questions, we're going to do just our mini Q&A now. Uh, we didn't actually get any emails this week, but if you are listening to the show and want to ask us a question for this segment, go ahead and email that to the overview at chainmanv.tv, and we'll be sure to read them out next week. But if you do have any questions, go ahead and put them in Twitch chat, and we'll... Uh, We'll take a look at it. Let me see if I got any on Twitter. I didn't really ask people to send it out this time around. Actually, there is a question on Twitter. Let's see. Uh, Exception asks, how does everyone feel about Blizz pushing PTR patches live without any tweaking to hero? PTR uh, patches are basically hero balances. I don't... I think what he's saying is, uh, that, right? you know, that Blizzard was very explicit about the last PTR patch saying we're trying a lot more things, less will go through. In the end, the vast majority of changes did go through. Oh, Not all of them. Okay. There were a couple that didn't. Uh, but, I mean, I think the consensus with, with us on the show has generally been uh, there could have been more testing in that in, in especially this last patch. Um it's just hard to test. I mean, PTR, not but enough I, people I, play in the PTR yeah. for, for you to really get a great test. So I'm at the point where I don't even like really appreciate the PTR to its extent of what it's supposed to do. Like we should have like PTR events. No, so I, I mean I had this conversation the other day on my stream with people, or I don't even know if it was with people, but I had a stream going. <laughs> and I was talking about like how Dota does it where they like hire people to test for them, like players, and like they'll oh. The, like, like, they have like a legitimate like balance team at Valve, I think, because I I met them at like TI. Like they have, there's like a whole like group of them that like helps Valve oh, nice. specifically with balance and stuff. I, like I would, like I guess they sign NDAs. I, I mean, you wouldn't want to break an Ice Frog NDA. You might like die. <laughs> in <your laughs> That's life, true. But, um, the way it just makes more sense to me because I I don't know how I I don't want to like bash on PTR, but it's the quality of the games was so bad. And like, I actually did try to do it. Like I've, I actually like put a lot of effort into playing on PTR when the PTR comes out. Cause right. I mean, it's like a break from ranked. It's a good learning session. Like you get to see what's coming up, like what to expect in the meta. So you're not like surprised when the tournament's patched and then you're like, Oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen here. So it's just like, I know the data couldn't have been that good just because I know that every single game I played had like ranges from like gold to grandmaster. So well, that's what I mean. I, I think it would be fun to organize some events around PTRs. I think that would encourage the players. I mean, if not paying the players to test it for you, I mean, just organize some like tournaments. You know, I think some people would just be definitely be encouraged just to ladder, you know, in, in these tournaments or stream these tournaments or, or whatever. It doesn't have to be crazy official, just, just do something that that uh, encourages people to go play the pt they would benefit too right they'd get good data uh well it's but- hard it's really hard because again like the players are never going to want to play i mean the pro players anyway and i think that that's who they should be balancing around i mean that discussion is a completely separate discussion that i don't want to have but <laughs> right. you know what i mean it's like if the pros aren't going to play it or test it and then it screws over the spectator scene then that kind of hurts really it, it like double hurts i guess because you're making the players play stuff that wasn't like properly vetted i guess and then well i mean you have the you players are against ways. it you know what i mean like well like we, no we, i know that's what i'm saying so like i would almost rather it. the ptr just be i'd rather them do small iterative changes rather than like massive giant ones okay giant unless you're going to do it at like a very very specific time like i mean i'm going to use dota again like 7.0 just came out literally the night after the yeah. major so yeah. like the major's over there's no competitive like dota just and nothing else matters yeah. we're gonna yeah. change the game super drastically we'll see what happens yeah. like he's been that's a good point you know like i like that strategy more but 
it's obviously not easy for everyone to adapt to something like that. Like, I don't want to compare Valve's design philosophies to Blizzard's, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, I need it's to like well-timed and everything. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think, buddy, like, as a player? Like, what, what could motivate you to play MPTR more? Um, wow, that's difficult. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I remember I spent a lot of time when, when Summer was released. I remember I probably spent uh, the most time playing Summer in the MPTR because I thought she had, like, unlimited potential um, in, a, in, a, in a team setting. Um, I still think she does. Uh, it's just that people haven't really figured it out completely just yet, but I think people are, like, on the verge of figuring it out. But... I mean, Sombra was enough for me to hit up the PTR and play continuously until it was shut down, right? Um, now, when Symmetra and the new map came out, I actually haven't even been onto the PTR. Like, I right. saw no reason for it. So, there's definitely, like, a contrast between those two, uh, two points. Um, new hero, yeah, I'm trying it. Or, you know, new balance changes to heroes that I'm not really too attracted to. This just doesn't happen. Like, I, I'm not attracted to going onto the PTR. I'd rather just play the normal version instead. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, anything that would motivate you to play on it, like, at all? Like, I mean, obviously, if, you, if all the other players were playing, you probably would, right? Just just to at least... Well, so, some... something something in terms of, like, you know, if, if you're playing it, you, you actually have a chance to make a little bit of an impact. Um, let's say... You, you let's say I play Sombra, right? Let's say we're use an example. Let's say you take one DPS player from each and every team that just plays Sombra for like two days straight, and then you just gather up the um, like have like a like a community Discord with Blizzard and the players. Oh, okay, say, yeah, okay, feedback we, session. We think this about this hero. Yeah, and anything like that. Like, you know for a fact that they're listening to you because right now you're going in there, you're playing okay. Sombra. You might have opinions, but at the end of the day, they might not even listen to what you have to say. So yeah, yeah, you're only playing it to learn the character essentially, and that's about it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's uh, that would be a pretty cool, great thing. I mean, if they do want obviously the feedback from you guys, and why not just get it directly from you guys? And it sounds like it would motivate you guys to play it more too, instead of just looking at statistical uh -huh. analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. cool. Uh, the one thing I'd say on this note is I like changes. I do. Too. Like uh, ultimately, I think it's good that we've seen more changes than less, even if they haven't been executed as well as some people would have liked or some people would disagree with some of the balance changes. It's just good to see Blizzard making lots of changes and trying to balance things continuously, iteratively over time. I think we're going to continue to see changes that go in the right direction. Some may be missteps, others, and probably, hopefully most, will not. Uh, so it's, in my opinion, it's just good in general that they've been acting quickly and yeah. updating a lot. Hey, is, is Oasis out today? No. I don't okay. think so, okay. no. It wasn't it's, just, it's just a metro. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, uh, any other questions? Maybe take one more. Ben, you see any by chance? Uh, there were a ton of questions, but then my laptop ran out of batteries. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I, I, do, I do remember one, and it's very pertinent. And there, there's also one more thing that I think we should look at before we end the show, okay, sure. which is the IEM brackets were, were uh, oh, published. Yes. Um, so we can look at those. Um, but there's just a really simple question. Or I take it back. Not simple. Probably has a lengthier answer. But what do we think uh, Symmetra is going to do to the meta? Do, we, do you guys think we're going to see her this weekend? Yes. Uh, you know, after playing with her a little bit, like, where do you think she's going to fit? <laughs> she's going to bolster the tank meta even further. I mean, primarily defense or? <laughs> yeah, that's the defense. Oh I think it's. God. Um, I don't. I mean, if you think about the ultimate right flame, that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. That it yeah, I know. I know what you're yeah. saying. I just I'm at the point where 
I think the hero swaps will become more prevalent. I mean, if I was going to predict, because you're not going to run on offense, right? So I think mirror comps will go away, but I don't know what the correct comp will be to counter it. Because I think you're going to have to run like tracer or something. I do, yeah. Right? Like you need a tracer or a sombra on offense now if teams do run it on defense. And even if you screw up your first point defense, I think it's still worth it to invest in the extra HP for the second point on some maps. Not all of them, but I'm, yeah. I can see like you run a Symmetra on Gibraltar, you get steamrolled, and then you just like set up base camp in the hangers phase. And you know, I don't know. You just imagine that thing. Think about that for just a second. An Ana with 275 HP. A Zenyatta dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing an Ana as it is now with her hitbox and everything, but now she's going to have even more HP. Nah, yeah. no. I don't know. I'm happy there's a little bit of vacation for me right now. I'll enjoy watching the tournaments, not playing them for once. <laughs> you don't think you can pulse bomb? You don't think you can just run a tracer and instantly deal with that, though? I feel like you can. Yeah, but also if it fails, then oh, yeah, I mean, that's been taking yeah, a lot of time. True. For sure. Okay, so I've got the... high risk. Okay, okay uh, uh, so I actually have the brackets up right now for uh, IM. So there's, I thought there were, were there eight teams originally? It was only six. Oh, it's only six. It's only ever yeah. six. So there's just a t- two teams with buys but here. I- I'm wondering, how did they decide who gets buys? No idea. The two finalists? Yeah, it's wonky for, to me. For, it's really wonky to me. I don't, I don't know how they did that. I mean, I guess it was based off the, like it's based Apex? Off Apex, totally. I guess it's, so. I guess it's based off Apex. The finalists. No, no, that's not Apex. Because yeah, because Rogue was Rogue finished the same. Yeah, as well, the semifinals, high, right? but Misfits didn't play, so they by default get a higher seeding. I don't know. This seems weird. I mean, it was six I teams. I, someone said that it was probably just they didn't want to give both of the Western teams. Yeah. A buy because it would have looked bad or something. So they had to pick one. So they went with Rogue because Rogue had already been to Korea. So they had proven that they are better than some of the Korean teams. I mean, there's like a lot of things that went in. But when you have a six team tournament, I don't think that there's a really good way to do that. Yeah, that it was just odd to pick six to begin with. Um, but surprised they didn't do just two groups. I thought they were just going to do two groups and and just have you know the the top two teams come out and. That's, that's what I would have assumed yeah, too. Uh, maybe it's just they, they're slow on time or something like that i don't know um right, but it's well, definitely anyways. a little bit weird it's not it's not double elimination either it's best of fives throughout the whole thing which is not like we like best of fives best of fives are good but if you lose in the first round like you're gonna feel kind of slighted yeah. <laughs> it's gonna suck i mean this is lunatic high dude that's pretty pretty great matchup to start things yeah. off uh lw red but- kong do panthera too i mean uh, apparently, KDP is supposed to be really good, right? Just we just yeah. haven't gotten a chance to see that good that team quite yet, or at least perform at the level that they do in practice. What do you guys think? Just with these matchups, I like the matchups. That's that's literally all I can say. It's gonna be very interesting to watch. Obviously, I'd be surprised if Rogue doesn't make it to the finals. I think the other side's gonna be a little bit more of a toss up. I guess. Hmm, really, I I almost felt like. I don't know. Like, well, sorry, you're right. It is a toss-up, but like, Lun- misfits or lunatic high, I feel like have got to be the favorites in the top side. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah, I just mean I don't yeah, know who's going to win that match. Too. But I yeah. think for the other two, you expect. Well, then who's who's the last team on the top? Who has the buy in the first round? Uh, Africa, Africa Blue, AF, AFB, AFB. Oh, so AFB. maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think but that no love at all, man. I know they made it to the, the finals of Apex. I'm sorry, but 
Oh man, it's well, it's rough. a new it's a new BK not BK luxury watch team. Like they switched half their roster. Or something. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. So, okay, Katie, there was an article Katie about Spurs that somewhere. Be, uh, they got rid of Awesome Guy. There's no more Guy of the Awesome. I'm pretty upset. <laughs> he was like the original Miro. Yeah, it's true. Before people knew who Miro was. Misfits Rogue in the finals. That'd be pretty pretty hype. I think <laughs> for that event, that'd probably be serious hype. Having Misfits. It's so hard for me to kind of like figure out which team got the best of the trade as well. I, I'm oh, just gonna have to last wait and week. see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just very curious to see who will develop faster. I feel like Rogue will be incredibly strong right now. Yeah, what's cool is that even LG was doing. I mean, they did well yesterday. It's not super indicative of a global standing, but they took out some teams yesterday and and yeah, I saw that, which yeah. I thought was very very nice. I'm happy for them. Yeah, Keaton's like Keaton's good, and Crew is obviously very very strong. Like they had so many swaps yesterday, it was crazy. Like they were just yeah. constantly, constantly switching heroes all day. It was refreshing, I guess is the word I'd use. Well, not yeah, they have players I, who can excel at different roles too. Like they, they can actually swap it yeah. anything they want, and that is crucial, especially in Overwatch. I can't wait to see how these teams shake out after the roster swaps. Uh, again, if you guys were in a, under a rock last week, there's a blockbuster three-way <laughs> trade deal between Rogue Misfits and LG. Uh, Misfits is now an entirely Swedish team. Cannot wait to see how these guys play. It's <laughs> it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and now Rogue is almost entirely French with Skipjack. Uh, so yeah, like huge roster swaps <laughs> on two of the best teams in the world. Yeah. And arguably they're both like we don't know how they're going to shake out, but on paper they're both going to be just as good as they were pr- before. Probably. I mean, I did EQ. You said you weren't sure, but any like inkling of an idea of who came out? most favorable from that trade looking at like complete like from how the roster used to be and how powerful they were before the trade i think lg got the best of it i think um just by the fact that lg wasn't really that strong before but i feel right now they have actually a possible shot or Mm. you know getting up there Mm. but still between rogue and misfits obviously i just think it's very good for for lg that they got a favorable trade in their favor as well It's, it's it's nice to see more teams up there Obviously. It's so interesting you say that because I, I think a lot of people are seeing that after watching, getting a chance to watch LG play a, a few times now. But yeah. LG was probably the least talked about out of the three teams, right? Like, well, they've been like dormant by far. Yeah, they like exactly. moved to NA and then like kind of, I mean, there haven't been that many big events, I guess. MLG is like the first big event since what? Like, was there anything since E League really that was like a lot, a lot of teams? I don't think so. There's just been a lot of 14 wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of it overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So if you weren't there, they they just kind of disappeared. But yeah, picking up Heaton and Crew is like, that's like either of them could play a, a, like an assault hero if they wanted or whatever hero they wanted. So yeah. All right. It's a lot of talent. Yeah, definitely. This starts uh, on Friday, so definitely check that out. And I I think MLG starts on Friday too, right? Or is it Thursday? MLG? No, Friday. Friday. It's Friday. You guys Friday. are going Thursday, right? So. Mm-hmm. To be. Should be lots and again, lots and lots of Overwatch to watch uh, just on on those three days. So definitely tune in to see some of the best teams playing right now in Overwatch. But I think that's gonna be it, guys, for the show. Can wrap up. Yeah. I didn't think we had that much to talk about, but damn, 
<laughs> we spent like a good amount of time. We spent a lot of time on skins. Yeah, we spent a lot of yeah, time we, on we little skins in the balance. Worth it. Every, yeah, like, totally every, worth it. We spent totally a lot of time worth. on every section. Yeah, totally. But uh, IDDQD, man. It's been a lot of fun having you on. And I know you watch uh, you. Like, from week to week. So awesome actually yeah. having you be part of this. So um, any shout outs you want to Yeah, very, very happy to be here. Um, no, not that many to you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, It's been fun. Hopefully we can do this again anytime soon. Sweet. Awesome. Flame, yeah. any Same Christmas wishes? Yeah, I got some. I mean, I got my tree up. I'm Hell ready. Yeah, dude. I'm ready to go to Vegas, come back, and celebrate some holidays. You know, I don't know. I'm shout out, like check out my stream. Shout out to my viewers. Shout out to the people on Reddit that support me, and all these like random people that have put me on their shows, like Chairman. <laughs> so <laughs> I've done like a lot of. Ra- I feel like I've been like talking to a lot of people recently that I would have never known before this year. Like this has been a pretty crazy year. I mean, random in like a negative way. No, no, no. I've been all over the place and I feel like it's super, it's just really crazy. It's just been like a crazy year for me. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Great year. Totally. And get cut from Splice in July, start making YouTube (laughs) videos in August and then go to MLG in December. It's been, it's been nuts. The alternate path of a player. (laughs) Right. I know, but definitely good luck to you, man, on uh, MLG. It's going to be exciting to get a chance to see you, see you on the big screen. You know what we need in the community? Like, I should. I've been wanting to talk to Kiki. Actually, I mentioned Kiki before, but we need like whatever happened to Barcrafts and stuff like that. Then, like, dude, they died. I know. What the fuck, dude? We we need to like start that shit up with. Yeah, that's like, a good idea. Like, what is that? Is that like the bar this crawls was, for like Dota? Yeah, just, stuff? Yeah, just, just go for watch esports events. Esports events. Yeah, it was bars. like StarCraft, right? Originally, but every major StarCraft tournament yeah. used to have like dozens. Yeah, and like we uh, don't have anything. I mean, Hearthstone has like the fireside gathering, so we don't have anything equivalent to that in Overwatch yet. Maybe we can start up something like that. That would be pretty amazing if. if could just get some gatherings. I have like a meetup here that's made for Overwatch. I haven't done anything with them yet, so it's just like we should do some viewing one of these days. Uh, but anyways, Ben, shoutouts. Anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, there was one more question that was asked in chat, oh, and okay, I sure. have to ask it. Okay. I have to before we wrap up. Otherwise, I feel like Uh-oh. it wouldn't be. Oh, here job. we go. IDDQD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up? Like, what, what's with the team, man? What? When are you? What, when are we going to hear more news? Uh, you know, you know, the only thing I can say is that it's uh, it's, it's definitely uh, talks going on. Um, okay. We'll, we just have to win this. I think uh, late January is what people will definitely will find out. Okay. Okay. So stay That's, tuned, everybody. Yeah, he, you heard he it. He already first. has a date. I'm, I mean, I'm not you know, quitting. Yeah, I promise. Something. I promise. <laughs> I'm not quitting for sure. I think everyone knew that. But uh, yeah, late January is where people are going to see what happens. Cool. So no full time streamer here or anything. Oh hell no! Better than free, you know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> too much fun. Awesome, too man. much fun. Yeah, his mental state is clearly—he <laughs> needs the he needs the right, real right. team. Uh, can't wait to can't wait to hear the news on that. Um, but yeah, I'll round things out. Thanking the three of you guys at EQD, uh, Flame, Fishsticks for doing the show with me today. It's a lot of fun uh, having all you guys watching. We had a lot of viewers at times because good old front page was amazing today. So uh, any new folks to the show, welcome, and hopefully you guys continue to check it out. Uh, if you missed any of the show, you can check out the VODs on YouTube.com slash ChamianB. I'll have the VODs up very, very soon. If you want to check out any of the previous shows, like we talked about, everybody was wondering about MLG predictions. We talked about MLG last week, so if you guys want to check that out too, the VODs are there. Uh, and also, the show will be on iTunes uh, late tonight, early tomorrow morning, so if you guys want to check it out on the way to work or whatnot, it'll be ready for you tomorrow. Uh, and 
be it, guys. So for the overview and IDQD Flame, Fish Sticks, and myself, Chan Man V, we'll see you next week. Later. Take care, guys.